Taiwan's search and rescue personnel in Turkey are continuing to work round the clock to help out in the aftermath of the earthquake. And more good news has come out with this rescue of a 35-year-old woman from a collapsed building, a whole four days after the quake. The entire operation took nearly 20 hours after she was detected at 2.37 a.m. on Thursday local time. This footage shows the survivor's father thanking a team member with a hug and a handshake as locals looked on with joy. So far, the team from Taiwan has rescued three people from the debris. And Taiwan is not just helping on the ground. According to the health ministry, as of Thursday, a total of more than 83.5 million NT from more than 8,000 sources had been donated into the government's special disaster relief account. Ever since the strong earthquake hit Turkey four days ago, the Taiwan Rehanli Center for World Citizens, a Taiwanese NGO based in Turkey, has provided shelter to scores of earthquake survivors. The center, which was originally a community center for Syrian refugees, now takes in about 300 to 400 people a day. The center's head Chou Zhenyu returned to Taiwan on Thursday's night and is now appealing for funds and more resources so that his center can continue providing post-disaster relief. Thank you, Taiwan. Uli Taiwan. Taiwan. Following a devastating earthquake, this little girl and her family sought help at the Taiwan center in the Turkish city of Rehanli, near the Syrian border. The centre says it's receiving 300 to 400 survivors a day. Its head, Chou Zhenyu, returned to Taiwan on Thursday night. He's expected to stay here for two weeks and drum up even more resources for earthquake relief. Now in Rehanli, the Taiwan Centre is the only institution that provides food, power and water for free. I've come back this time because I hope that I can cooperate with the general public, scholars, specialists, architects, our donors and NGOs. We will look to our past experience with the 1999 DD earthquake to turn the Taiwan Centre, which is currently like an isolated island, into a place with energy self-sufficiency. Chol says the city of Rehanli, where his centre is located, is in a state of anarchy, with power and water shortages. He says that with resources limited, there could soon be a food crisis. The Taiwan Center is an initiative of Taiwanese civil society. I am really grateful to the Taiwanese community for their support for us. I believe that the Taiwan Center can keep on going and of course I very much hope that we can cooperate with the Taiwan government in this most hopeless town that is suffering from a Syrian refugee crisis and at the same time is suffering from a once in a century earthquake. Whatever the Taiwan Center does will be watched by the world. When Chou's Taiwan Centre was established in 2016, Taiwan's foreign ministry contributed about 12 million NT. But the monthly operating expenses of more than 1 million NT are raised by Chou and Taiwanese business people based in Turkey. Following the earthquake, the centre launched a fundraising campaign for emergency resettlement and relief. So far, donations have exceeded 6 million NT. The hope is that the centre can keep on operating and provide help to more earthquake survivors. Eggs are said to be 
more expensive starting next week. An uptick in avian flu infections and big temperature swing have had an impact on egg production, with daily output to 114,000 boxes in February. That's a considerable drop from January's 120,000 boxes per day. Taiwan's Poultry Association says the price hike has been finalized at 52 NT per 600 grams, up from the current 50 NT. Agriculture Minister Chen Ji-chung says he has reached an agreement with retailers to designate special sections at their stores offering eggs at a reduced price. Meanwhile, President Tsai Ing-wen has said that a 1.1 billion NT subsidy program will be launched so that chicken farmers can make improvements to their facilities. A surge in sales of cosmetics and beauty gadgets has been reported ahead of the February 20th lifting of the requirement to wear a mask indoors. One online shopping platform says things like facial massagers, electric shavers and electric toothbrushes are selling particularly well. Meanwhile, a big and mortar shop reports more and more customers are buying face care products and makeup. All this is so that a good face could be presented to the world. His face is soft and supple after a clean shave. During the pandemic, some men could go for days and days without shaving. After all, their jaws would be covered by face masks. But with the mask mandate easing on February 20th, this man says it's time to get grooming again. I thought the rules were easing today, so I shaved off my facial hair. I usually shave once a week. Sometimes I got a little lazy and I go without shaving for a little longer. Having a little stubble was fine, it didn't matter. But now I want to stay on top of it. My company really requires us to be groomed. My supervisor especially cares about this. I think my supervisor would turn a blind eye during the pandemic. But now that we're going back to normal, I'm going to have to shave every day. During the pandemic, I was at home all the time, so I didn't need to put makeup on. I wouldn't even put on any tinted moisturiser, so I think it was very chill. But now the restrictions are getting lifted, and so I think I'm going to have to spend some money on cosmetics. With the end of the indoor mask mandate drawing closer, sales have shut up for electric shavers, heated facial massages, electric toothbrushes and other small electronics. Online searches for these kinds of products have doubled. People will start showing their faces and teeth. So these small appliances and gadgets are in high demand. There's been a clear growth in sales, which are about 20% higher than during the same period last year. Yesterday, after the easing of the face mask mandate was announced, more people have been coming into our shop to buy lip care, facial care and other cosmetic products. With masks coming off, retailers are looking forward to shopping sprees for cosmetics in the near future. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Fast food restaurants and hotels in Taipei are launching special deals for couples. What can you look forward to? Our very own Stephanie Yang takes us to a few places to find out what they have to offer. Are you looking for Valentine's Day day ideas? Hotels and restaurants in Taipei have prepared meals exclusively for Valentine's Day. This hotel is offering a six-horse set for Valentine's Day. 
One of the two appetizers is an octopus salad with fennel and apple vinaigrette on the side. The main course is charcoal grilled tenderloin paired with lentils and chorizo and drizzled with red wine sauce. The soup is beef consomme with cheese dumplings and seasonal vegetables. For this promotion period, our chef has specially designed a Mediterranean-style dinner for Valentine's Day. It includes a charcoal grilled steak. There is also a strawberry pistachio tart in the shape of a heart for Valentine's Day, oozing with sweetness. Another hotel's Michelin-recommended Italian restaurant has launched a decadent special set menu to attract customers. In addition to the black truffle tagliatelle, there's also a black forest cake in the shape of a rose, served with ice cream in the shape of pink petals. I think it is very romantic, and the atmosphere is also great. Ladies like places with a nice atmosphere and a sense of ritual. It exceeded my expectations. I am very pleased. Fine dining not your thing? We've got you covered. This fast food chain is serving up fried chicken dipped in chocolate sauce and sprinkled with freeze-dried strawberry pieces. The taste is very special. Cocoa sauce is added to the crispy chicken drumsticks and the sweet and salty taste combination is surprisingly very good. It tastes super hearty and the greasiness is cancelled. It's delicious. It has a tartness with the strawberry pieces. It's delicious and doesn't feel greasy at all. Michelin-recommended Palais de Chine Hotel introduced an Italian set meal. Humble Boutique Hotel has launched a limited edition heart-shaped strawberry pistachio tart and free movie tickets for two if you book a room. And Shangri-La Far Eastern Taipei is opening up its presidential suite for a couple looking to treat themselves. Establishments around Taipei are thinking of creative ways to provide a romantic meal on any budget and memorable getaways for couples on Valentine's Day. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Hun in Taipei. The FBI is now analyzing the recovered pieces of a Chinese balloon that was shot down after entering U.S. airspace. An anonymous official told CNN that the Biden administration has determined that the balloon's capabilities included monitoring electronic communications. U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman told a congressional hearing that China's threat was growing and the U.S. would assist with Taiwan's self-defense capabilities. Let's hear what she said. We will confront the dangers posed by the PRC with resolve and keep demonstrating that violations of any country's sovereignty are unacceptable. In the PRC's provocations in the South China Sea, its human rights abuses, its use of economic coercion, its threatening behavior against Taiwan, our policy has not changed. What has changed is Beijing's growing coercion. So we will keep assisting Taiwan in maintaining a sufficient self-defense capability. The official said that the balloon's intrusion into U.S. airspace was the latest sign of China's attempts to change the international order. The U.S. House of Representatives also took action by passing a resolution condemning the PRC's use of the balloons over U.S. territory as a brazen violation of its sovereignty, with 419 yes votes and none against. Greater Taipei now has a new metro line, the Ankeng Light Rail in New Taipei. 
The nine station line opened to the public on Friday and will be offering free rides between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. for a month. New Taipei Mayor Ho Yi attended the opening ceremony where he was asked about a potential presidential bid in 2024. After six years of construction, the Ankeng Light Rail in New Taipei is finally up and running. I came here in the early morning from Dunhai to see the preparations and the equipment and so on. I want to compare it with the Dunhai Light Rail. The Ankeng Light Rail has nine stations starting from Sishizhang, a transfer station with the circular line of the Taipei MRT. The new line will be free to ride between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. for a month until March 12th. It can save 15 to 20 minutes of travel times in the greater Taipei area. The rail has fantastic views and you can see the Arabadza Botanical Garden. There's also a lot of good food in the area. At the opening ceremony, reporters asked new Taipei Mayor Ho Yo Yi whether he had plans to run for president in 2024. Reports say some people are hoping he will run together with former Kaohsiung Mayor Han Guoyu to get more supporters on board. We are all working together to get things done. That's a quote from the late Master Xing Yun. That's the attitude we take when facing every challenge. With gratitude and cherishing our blessings, we can encourage ourselves to work hard and make New Taipei even better. We have a vision for 2030, and for it we need everyone's cooperation. Ho was also asked about reports that Honhai founder Terry Goh and KMT chair Eric Chu could team up in an attempt to block a potential presidential run by Ho. We've all grown up here in Taiwan and we all have different roles to play. We all love Taiwan and we are all willing to come together to face challenges head on, to make our country, to make Taiwan even better. As expected, Ho avoided answering the questions head on. The Sports Administration, which is under the Ministry of Education, finally has a Director General after 527 days without a leader. At a press conference Friday, Education Minister Pan Wenzhong announced that the post will be taken over by Zheng Shizhong, the head of National Taiwan Sports University's College of Management. At 47 years old, he'll be the youngest person to lead the sport administration. He's expected to be inaugurated before March 1st. Let's hear from the education minister. Zheng Shizhong has a foundation in nurturing sports people, and he's worked in many national and international sports organizations. Being able to promote policies together is, I think, a very important asset for the leader of the sports administration, and it's a very precious experience to have. When we were discussing the matter with Zheng, we didn't just discuss how he's a very young scholar and a sportsman. He's very professional and passionate, especially about his goal to develop Taiwan's sports scene. I think that at this stage, Zheng is the best choice to take over leadership of the sports administration. The previous sport administration head was Zhang Shaoxi, who resigned in 2021 after news emerged that athletes had traveled to the Tokyo Olympics in economic class while government officials sat in business class. Since then, the administration has been handled by Deputy Education Minister Lin Tengzhao. 
Jen's first assignment in office will be handling the Summer World University's Games in Chengdu and the Asian Games in Hangzhou. A free outdoor ice skating rink is open to the public in Taipei's Nangang District until March 5th. Visitors to the rink can rent skates and protective gear, skate for free, and they can also play with snow. Our reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a look. I'm currently at a free ice skating rink in Nangang. After renting skates and protective gear, you can hit the ice. This skating rink in Nangang is open to the public for free. After reserving a spot, visitors can rent protective gear and start skating. This place, located outside the headquarters of the CTBC Financial Park in Nangang, has been transformed into an ice skating rink. Organizers say the rink was inspired by the rink at Rockefeller Center in New York. The rink this year is themed around computer gaming, and organizers have set up several game-related installations around the venue. I come every year at least once a week. I think the rink is great and it's very beautiful. The decorations remind me of computer games like Minecraft. Nobody is very good at skating at first, so we have to hold the rail for support. After a while, we can let go and skate on our own. I think it's quite safe because there are people watching us all the time. And when children come in, the staff are responsible for supporting them. Never seen snow before? This place also allows people to build snowmen and play with snow. The ice skating rink also provides a place for people to play with snow. I placed a mold on top to make a castle. I don't know how to skate, but I came here to play with the kids. I made snowballs. My hands got pretty cold after playing in the snow. The skating rink is located outside the CTBC Financial Park in Nangang and will be open until March 5th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Yan Wenqian in Taipei. And now we meet a pillar of Da Kenggu community in Yilan Suao Township. Out of a love for his hometown, Huang Yishu works as a Hokkien teacher helping kids discover the language. And wanting to preserve the natural beauty he remembers from his own childhood. Huang conducts ecological surveys, helping track the health of crab and the local river. With a textbook in hand, Huang Yishu stands by the blackboard and teaches the eight basic tones of Taiwanese Hokkien. Huang, better known as Brother Ashu, got into teaching Hokkien because of his teacher Zhong Mao Shu. When Zhong passed away, Huang took up his mantle, writing a new course for learning Hokkien and undergoing official teacher training. But language is just one string to his bow. Two years ago, he wanted to connect to his roots and threw himself into conducting surveys of crabs in the local area. I was born in this village. I wanted to come back and find some of my memories from my childhood. A community development association was founded here in Huang's hometown, Dakengu, in Suao, two years ago. From the 16th to the 19th of each lunar month, come rain or shine, volunteers head out to survey the crabs at high tide. Theoretically, crabs should inhabit windbreaks, but we don't have a lot of windbreaks in our survey area. So for that reason, we were discussing what has gone wrong with the windbreaks. 
and then we discover that the windbreaks are quite fragmented. They're not very healthy. It will be an extremely positive support, not just for the community, but also for the ecosystem, if this project can be continued. Huang divides this time between passing down Taiwan's cultural heritage and helping to monitor and protect the natural world on his doorstep. A village in Miaoli is famed for its fried rice cakes. A stall in Holong Township's Sheiwei community has been serving them up for 40 years. You can get oysters or pork for fillings, but the real star of the show is the crispy batter made with local rice. A family has been running the small stall for so long, it's now a beloved Miaoli institution. What will it be today? A dish of fried oysters is just the thing. Tasty raw oysters crackle in the fryer. And there's an option for those who only like meat, not seafood. Fried rice cakes bob in the fryer. When their skin is golden yellow, they're fished out and cut into pieces. That makes it easy to add condiments. A drizzle of spicy sauce and it's ready. It's their house sauce. It's really so delicious. I love this. Here in Shuiwei community in Holong Township, the fried rice cakes of this stand have been popular for more than four decades. We didn't used to cut them. If you had to work, you'd eat one or two pieces to keep hunger at bay, gobble them down. The texture is crispy on the outside and soft in the middle. It has many layers of flavor inside. It's so great. We were born and bred here. We've always known it tasting like this. When we go somewhere else, the taste doesn't isn't quite right. The most important thing about a fried rice cake is the crispy layer on the outside. It has to be super crunchy. When you bite down, it has to crackle. We always use local rice, simmer to make rice milk and then turn into batter. The stall's reputation attracts visitors from far and wide. If you're in Holong Township, why not take a trip down to Shuiwei to enjoy the local street art and a couple of fried rice cakes? What better way to appreciate authentic local culture?